Good afternoon and welcome to this instalment of Perspective on Manx Radio. I'm Dolan Mercer. It's been a difficult week for the Isle of Man. A high-profile departure has left many of us feeling like we live on an island more than ever. In the next hour, we're going to take a look back at all the reaction from the past few days. The news was confirmed finally in the early hours of Thursday morning. One of the airlines serving the Isle of Man has entered administration. Flybe made the announcement in the early hours of this morning, confirming EY has been appointed as administrators. A statement on the operator's website says all flights have been grounded and the business has ceased to operate with immediate effect. Those booked to travel with the firm are being urged not to head to the airport unless they've arranged an alternative flight with another airline. All Flybe flights are showing as cancelled on the Isle of Man Airport website. Services to Birmingham, Liverpool and Manchester had all been scheduled today. This passenger was due to fly to Liverpool this morning. Friends getting married, so well, unfortunately now we're having to get the, get the boat to Haitian and then uh, try and get try and get those crews. I've got to fly at midday to Berlin, so just a, a race against time now, really. Um, did you know that Flybe had gone into administration before you got to the airport? Last night on Twitter we saw it. Yeah, I saw that they, that they just grounded all flights about 11 o'clock last night. That was the first we really heard of it. Some were due to travel to medical appointments in the UK today. I had the appointment today about 10.30 and unfortunately I just came to the airport and I asked in the information desk for a, for a flyby and they said that all cancelled. So now, now I don't know to be fair, what to do. I was looking at the website non-stop because I, I heard yesterday things were kind of going downhill. I thought, oh no, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. And then over overnight, obviously, they've closed and we've, we've lost our flight. So just came to help them with the airport stuff and everything else. And so you could, took a day off. Yeah, I took a day yeah. off and everything. And it's just uh, it's a bit of a pain, but what can you yeah. do, really? That was Manx Radio's Sean Cowper and disappointed Flybe customers speaking on Thursday morning. To put that announcement into context, Flybe operates, or should I say operated, around half of the flights to and from the Isle of Man. Since the news broke, passengers on the island and elsewhere have been scrambling to rearrange travel plans, with all of the airline's flights cancelled quite literally overnight. The UK's Transport Secretary, Grant Shapps, gave his initial reaction to the airline's collapse in the early hours of Thursday morning. I have revoiced the reporter's questions, which were off microphone, for the sake of clarity. Well, we're all absolutely sort of gutted, really. Flybe, household name, people have been flying them for 40 years. And we really tried to do everything that we possibly could back at the turn of the year. And uh, unfortunately, though, with the situation that's developed with uh, Corona, an already weak company, I'm afraid, just hasn't been able to survive. What's your message to the 2,000 staff and many customers of the airline? Well, the first thing is this morning, I, you know, I'm concerned about the, the people who have found themselves in some cases stranded. We've got people at the airports uh, to be there to, to, to assist. I'm writing to all the other travel companies, coach companies, train companies, airlines, and asking them to assist. And then, of course, for the people who worked for Flybe, a couple of thousand staff, we will be right alongside them uh, to try to help them get into their next employment. What will happen to the customers stuck abroad? Will you get them home like you did with Thomas Cook and Monarch? So the big difference between what's happened with Flybe and Thomas Cook, Thomas Cook was the biggest repatriation in, in British peacetime history. Uh, whereas with Flybe, it's largely domestic and particularly at this time of year, there aren't too many people abroad and where they are, there are alternative routes home because there are other airlines that still fly those routes. But we will do everything possible working with the other you know, travel operators, uh, tour companies, uh, train companies when people are in the UK to help people get back uh, where they're trying to, uh, trying to get to in the first place. The UK government said just a few months ago that Flybe was central to its plan to level up the economy. How is this consistent with that? Well, we did absolutely everything we could working with Flybe to try to get that rescue package in place. But I'm afraid a weak company and the coronavirus together have just proved to be too much for them. We will, though, and have been speaking to uh, the airports. We'll be speaking to them again from the regional places where they fly to from. And we're working with other airlines and we'll try to make sure we get those routes filled just as quickly as possible. It will take some time to do, but this government, with its levelling up agenda, 
absolutely right behind people in the regions and levelling up the union, connecting the union to make sure that this isn't the end of the story. That was the UK's Transport Secretary, Grant Shapps, speaking in the early hours of Thursday morning. Closer to home, by half past seven, Manx Radio Breakfast provided in-depth coverage of the announcement and its implications with Alex Watton and Ben Hartley. Tomorrow, my and a very good morning to you. Thursday morning, it's Manx Radio from the Isle of Man. And if you're just waking up, the main story by far this morning is the news that Flybe has collapsed overnight. There was talk of this yesterday that the company was set to go into administration. Around about 9.30, the news started to break that the company was set to be liquidated within hours. The news was formally announced by the company overnight. And we're going to bring you all the latest on that now. Let's bring you right up to speed with all the developments. Yes, that collapse has put 2,000 jobs at risk, and this is after a fresh financial support bid failed. The carrier said the impact of the coronavirus outbreak on demand for air travel was partly to blame for its collapse. Its website now advises customers to not travel to the airport unless they have arranged an alternative flight. BBC correspondent Theo Leggett explains how events unfolded over the last 12 hours. We would like to thank you for your patience and understanding of what has been a very difficult evening. Thank you and have a very safe homeward journey. As the last flights of the evening landed at Flybe's Exeter Airport home, company insiders were already admitting the game was up. The carrier, which just weeks ago seemed to have been saved from collapse, had finally run out of runway. Passengers who'd flown in from Manchester were shocked by what was happening. It's very sad and, you know, I feel sorry for all the staff who, um, you know, the situation they've been put in, it's really, really difficult. There was confusion on Wednesday evening as rumours about Flybe's fate spread rapidly. For a while, its website was accepting bookings while reports emerged of aircraft being impounded. BBC reporter Holly Hamilton was on a service due to fly out from Manchester. We started to taxi away um, from the gates um, and we thought... Even though we could see on social media that there were some flights being cancelled in Glasgow, etc. But uh, unfortunately, we did feel the taxing was taking a little bit longer than normal. And uh, a few of us realised that it was indeed heading back to the gate again. So unfortunately, that is where we are at the minute. Flybe's collapse will be keenly felt. It was the biggest operator at many regional airports and carried 8 million passengers a year on routes within the UK and to a number of European destinations. Just weeks ago, it looked as though Flybe had been saved. Its owners, Virgin Atlantic, Stobart Group and Cyrus Capital, agreed to pump money into the business and had been hoping the government would provide a £100 million loan. But the money didn't arrive and the coronavirus outbreak took a heavy toll on bookings. The Transport Secretary, Grant Shapps, insisted the government wasn't to blame. Well, we're all absolutely sort of gutted, really. Flybe, household name, people have been flying them for 40 years. And we really tried to do everything that we possibly could back at the turn of the year. And uh, unfortunately, though, with the situation that's developed with uh, Corona, an already weak company, I'm afraid, just hasn't been able to survive. That report from BBC correspondent Theo Leggett. Well, ahead of the news breaking late last night and into the morning, Tim Glover had been speaking to the island's Treasury Minister, Alf Cannon. They spoke about the potential impact of the airline's collapse. It would be extremely concerning to lose that connectivity. Um, and Patient transfer as well. The possible implications. We have plans in place to uh, 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 resolve that or to get get cover in if uh, the, the Flybe were not able to deliver the service for patient transfer. But yeah, there's a whole range of uh, issues coming out of uh, this um, potential epidemic, pandemic that is starting to build now, uh, clearly globally, but now in the UK and with our nearest neighbour. So um, just, just... You know, we, we, are, we are monitoring the situation some of these issues will be outside our control. Which and it will be, is, isn't it? It will really? be a case of having to react um, to that. But you know, one also sees a much bigger issue than just the Isle of Man with Flybe in terms of its connectivity around um, the UK. So I'm sure that but, story but, has some way to run at But this an point. island perspective, Flybe's massively crucial to the island's air connectivity. And we recognise that. And I mean, that's why, you know, Department for Enterprise pay very, very close attention to what is happening with uh, all the airlines. Um, but as I say, 
You know, sometimes things are outside our control. But know. have you got a contingency plan in place? Well, the, as I potentially, said, if it suddenly went under. Well, that would be a uh, a big issue, not only just for the Isle of Man, but for the uh, United Kingdom. Well, we now know, of course, that has happened overnight. The voice there of the Treasury Minister here, Alf Cannon, about that potential impact. And as I say, it's happened. So there are a number of key routes no longer operational in the Isle of Man. That's to Liverpool, Manchester and Birmingham. The first of those would be Liverpool this morning. And that big issue the Treasury Minister uh, was mentioning has come into reality. uh, reality. We are expecting a statement, incidentally, from the Cabinet Office imminently. Uh, Tim Glover has been to Ronaldsway Airport first this morning though to get reaction. Ronaldsway Airport is deserted on this cold and frosty morning. The flyby flights eventually just before six were shown as cancelled. Well you were due to be flying with flyby to where this morning? Oh Liverpool. And a stag do? Yes yeah yeah friends getting married so well, unfortunately now we're having to get the get the boat to Haitian and then uh, try and get try and get those crews. I've got to fly at midday to Berlin so just a, a race against time now really. And did you know that Flybe had gone into administration before you got to the airport? Last night on Twitter we saw it. Yeah, I saw it that they that they just grounded all flights about 11 o'clock last night. That was the first we really heard of it. But you've turned up at the airport nevertheless. Was that out of uh, some vain hope? Yeah, yeah, it was just to say we needed to speak to EasyJet as well to find out um, what the score was with, with regards to our flights to Berlin, as to if we were going to get there and if we need to if we need to change or anything like that. So you're going to get the boat, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, is that's that the plan. That's, no, we're going to play. There is space, so we're just going to go down there and try and book on last minute. Well, I'm with uh, two gentlemen who, uh, for varying reasons, were going to go uh, on a patient transfer to Liverpool today. You had an appointment, sir. Yes, yes. Hi. Uh, I had the appointment today about 10.30, and unfortunately, I just came to the airport and I asked in the information desk for a, for a flyby, and they said that all cancelled. So now, now I don't know to be, uh, what to do. So I need to call hospital and ask ask for another appointment. And you sir have taken oh, a day off to go. Yeah, over yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's, it's, I was looking at the website non-stop because I, I heard yesterday things were kind of going downhill. I thought, oh no, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. And then over overnight, obviously they've closed and we've, we've lost our flight. So just came to help them with the airport stuff and everything else. And so you good. took a day off. Yeah, I took a day yeah. off and everything. And it's just uh, it's a bit of a pain. But what can you yeah, do really? Yeah. yeah, you have to. Have to get through this all day, and you're just yeah, completely just waking up in the morning, and your plane's cancelled. You don't yeah. even know. Well, another side that, of course, is impacted heavily by the collapse of Flybe is the the taxi trade here on the Isle of Man. There is one taxi here. You're not getting much business today. I don't think there'll be a whole lot, to be honest. Yeah. You've come down what out of optimism? Well. It's somebody has to be here. We still have to apply our trade, and this is the only place I can rank. Must be a worry though for you, it because is. there's going to be a real tail off, I'd imagine, for your business. It is going to be, it is a worry at the moment. Yes. When, when did you find out? At um, about half an hour ago, when I got out of bed and turned on my phone, a customer said that I was to pick our mother and father up next Monday, that they wouldn't be coming in as Flyby had collapsed and they're coming on the ferry instead. So a worrying time for you? It is, yes, very. That was the immediate coverage of Flybe's demise on Manx Radio Breakfast from 7.30 this Thursday morning with Alex Watton and Ben Hartley. By nine o'clock, the Isle of Man government had released a statement. That statement read, Flybe has offered a great service to the Isle of Man for many years and we are really sorry to hear this announcement. Flybe has successfully operated the island's Liverpool, Manchester and Birmingham routes for many years. The Isle of Man government's patient transfer contract provides a significant number of flight bookings and the government is talking with other airlines that are interested in continuing to serve the Liverpool, Manchester and Birmingham routes. We are confident that another operator will be keen to take on these popular routes. Throughout Thursday morning, reaction to the news continued to pour in. Catastrophic for the Isle of Man. That's how the chairman of one of the island's travel firms described the collapse of Flybe. Brian Kelly from the online regional travel group, which includes Manlink Travel and Visit Isle of Man, discussed the impact of the airline's demise with Manx Radio's Sean Cowper. 
Well, I'm afraid it's no surprise to us. Um, we have been aware of the situation, not for weeks, but for months, really. And uh, we were hopeful that back in January when uh, the UK government said that the, they would be looking at the, the various tax situation uh, and there might be a reduction and there could be a loan going to Flybe. We were very hopeful that maybe that would uh, resolve the problem, but we remained very, very cautious. Um, and of course, with the arrival of the coronavirus, uh, we knew that bookings would, would drop dramatically uh, and uh, an airline that has debt and an airline obviously that's been struggling, uh, they lose their cash flow virtually overnight and there was only one real sort of uh, conclusion to the whole situation. So this really is no surprise to us. In terms of the business that you do, what percentage of people on the island are actually going to be impacted by, by Flybe not being available anymore? Well, the two uh, busiest routes obviously are Manchester and Liverpool. And uh, whether that's from a business point of view or a leisure point of view, connecting with holiday flights, connecting with business flights uh, out of those uh, destinations. So this is a major, major impact uh, for the Isle of Man. And I think we've had lots of storms over the winter um, and they've all been named various names. And I think they should name this one perfect because it is the perfect storm for the Isle of Man. With the coronavirus and now the the, uh, the failure of Flybe, uh, it is catastrophic for the Isle of Man. And uh, we now need our government to step in and, and uh, find solutions and, uh, and offer alternatives and encourage airlines to come into the Isle of Man very, very, very quickly. I'm surprised there's actually not airlines flying from the Isle of Man this morning because really there should have been a contingency plan. What about that contingency plan then? How, how quickly could an alternative airline be found? Well, I mean, there's, there's lots of aircraft, particularly now, because uh, coronavirus has been with us now for quite a number of weeks. So uh, many of the, the uh, UK airlines, uh, uh, international airlines, global airlines, have been saying that they're cutting back on schedules, uh, they're cutting back on the number of flights they're offering, uh, because people are not travelling in the same numbers. Uh, we have seen a 70% drop-off in sales over the last few days, and we have budgeted for that to remain, certainly for the next four months. So in relation to the availability of aircraft, there will be a lot of aircraft floating around available to charter. Uh, but really, uh, what what we should be doing as an island um, is, is really having a plan B. Um, uh, government, um, we have patient transfers, we have all sorts of issues uh, where uh, whether it's sporting, whether it's leisure, business, where there is that immediate need uh, to get off the Isle of Man. And um, having no aircraft available for days, if not weeks, it really is not acceptable in today's world. And really, this could have been planned and it should have been thought out. And we should have aeroplanes flying this morning from our, from our airport. Well, in terms of the patient transfers you mentioned there, that's something you deal with. How big an impact is that going to have? I think it's very difficult for me to talk about uh, that sort of situation, but yes, we do deal patient transfer, and um, it, it is obviously a vital service uh, for the Isle of Man. Um, and uh, something needs to be done very, very quickly. Uh, there will be patients that need to get to uh, Liverpool and Manchester and other parts of the UK for, for medical uh, treatment or consultation. And... Um, uh, this will be a major problem. Uh, we're talking about you know hundreds of people a week uh, that fly off the Isle of Man. So so there is a requirement there, and that is very immediate. This weekend we've got rugby trips, we've got uh, we've got hockey trips, we've got all sorts of uh, netball, we've got all sorts of groups going off the Isle of Man uh, that are now having to look at alternative ways of of getting off the island. And really, what we're left with pretty much is the boat. And, and that will fill up fairly quickly. So the next week is going to be a very, very difficult period for travelling uh, to and from the Isle of Man. You mentioned a moment ago you've seen a, a 70% drop in bookings, um, perhaps mainly due to the coronavirus. Is this something you think we could see other airlines as well also coming into difficulties because of this, this situation? Very much so, but not just airlines. Uh, this is going to affect, um, if you can imagine London, uh, I would imagine a million Chinese tourists come into London every year. That's 20,000 tourists a week that aren't going to be coming into London. So if you can imagine most major cities uh, globally, 
uh, where people are traveling less. And in large numbers, there are lots of people not traveling, whether it's for business or for leisure. So this is a global problem, not just for the Isle of Man, but the Isle of Man will also get hit. So we have a summer season coming up. And um, if people aren't traveling, if we're seeing a 70% drop in sales, uh, our, com- our, our competitors, our peers, our colleagues will be seeing the same sort of situation. And uh, this, this will be uh, devastating for, for, for tourism inbound to the Isle of Man, uh, but also on a global basis. What advice would you give to any of your, your customers or anyone else thinking about traveling? Um, what advice would you give to them if they've been affected, they've had a flyby booking? Well, I think for our customers, we're, we're now obviously in touch with all our clients. Um, the airline, I don't think, will have a, 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 any presence at all in relation to being able to, com- to communicate with them. There'll be a statement given out by the administrators. Uh, but certainly from our own point of view, and I'm sure the other agents on the Isle of Man, it'll be contact your travel agents, and, and obviously we will look at alternatives. And, and it might be that obviously there are no alternatives immediately, so there might be a, have to be a change in plan. With regards to the coronavirus that is obviously something that's a, a bit of a moving feast, and um, there's a lot of advice being given out. We're still seeing people booking, uh, we're still seeing people travelling, and um, this is something that obviously will play out over the next weeks, and few weeks and months. Uh, we certainly have a contingency plan in place to the end of June. Uh, we think perhaps four months from now we, we should see uh, everything settling down and perhaps uh, people getting back to normal levels of travel. That was Brian Kelly of the online regional travel group speaking to Sean Cowper. We also heard from one of the local authorities on all things aviation. Terry Lydiard now represents Travelwatch and is also a former CEO of Manx Airlines and British Regional Airlines. Travelwatch had been warning about the potential collapse of Flybe for some time, as Tim Glover put to Mr Lydiard. Terry, you around about... uh... 14 months ago suggested that uh, we really needed to uh, get contingency agreements with Stobart in place before something like today happened. Uh, It it wasn't put in place and now we're paying for it, it would seem. Well, yeah, Flybe had been struggling financially for quite a long time through a number of circumstances. And it was just over a year ago that um, they got to a situation where they we found out subsequently only had uh, were only expected to carry on operating for a further two hours, um, and that was before the deal involving um, Virgin and Stobart came about. But um, it was critical at the time, and uh, we did actually have a meeting with government to suggest that um, if anything did happen to Flybe, there are very few other airlines around who can do that sort of service. And what aircraft were available, there would be a rush for from other communities. Um, so I, I, we suggested that they actually made immediate provision for uh, an irre- irrevocable um, contingency arrangement with um, Stobart, as it, as it was suggested at the time, because their aircraft and crews were already on the island uh, previously. We said it was so important, we thought they ought to get on the aircraft to Dublin that afternoon and go and do it. But in fact, um, we were told that contingency arrangements were already in place. So, um, and that's been the line since. Uh, hard to see what the contingency arrangements are, but let's hope let's hope that's true. Well, it, it it doesn't seem that there are contingencies in place. We'll wait and see on that. What about Stobart just stepping in and operating the service to the island? Well, operationally, there wouldn't be a problem because um, the aircraft are here, the crews are here. And they've got maintenance support from um, West Atlantic Maintenance already based on the airport. But the problem is, um, it looks simple, but of course the problem is Sobat are an airline, but they don't operate in their own right. Um, And so therefore they don't have any of the normal things, such as an effective reservation system. Uh, Most of the aircraft are either operating for Flybe or for Aer Lingus and would use the the reservation systems of those airlines. But um, it's very difficult, to, well, it's impossible to set up an airline without a reservation system. So that would be a big thing, and that should have been, really, we should have looked at that months ago. How easy is it to have a modern and reliable reservation system? Is it something that you can conjure up quickly? Oh, yeah, you can buy into um, the systems all around the world, and they're all working to roughly the same rules, but it, it takes time. Uh, it would appear, though, that from Flybe and backing up what you've said, the only community that doesn't see, seem to be seriously affected is uh, Guernsey and the Channel Islands, because they've got their own airline. <laughs> a, bit ironic, they? a bit ironic, really, yeah. Yeah, they were 
I mean, they've been uh, criticised by some of the islands for operating their own airline, but of course they're, they're carrying on quite normally today, as far as um, that's concerned. Were you surprised by today's news? No, sadly not. Um, and it's been, those in the industry know it's been really critical for the last few weeks, even before the uh, virus problem. So um, it's been it's been there on the cards. Um, so it's not a last minute thing and we should have some plans in place. And if those plans are in place, uh, how big a gap do you think there'll be between us not having connections to Liverpool, Manchester and Birmingham to someone coming in? Really depends on who's um, who's been involved and what airlines have been involved or what operators. Um, there are, there, the trouble is there are no, so few airlines now compared to, say, 10 years ago when there'd be half a dozen regional airlines would be queuing up to come and operate some, some of the routes. But now there's very few left. So there's uh, not a choice. And, of course, everybody will be acting as quickly as they can. Um, the other islands, the uh, Scottish communities, will be getting onto the air, airlines with any aircraft, any spare aircraft, and laying claim to them. Um, so I'm afraid we're probably a bit behind now. That was Terry Lydiard of Travel Watch there speaking to Manx Radio's Tim Glover. So how did we get here? Well, we heard Mr Lydiard there say that Flybe has appeared to be in financial dire straits for some time. Concerns about profit margins led to the company being put on the market towards the end of 2018. We also heard Mr Lydiard refer to the subsequent sale of Flybe in January last year. Let's listen back to his thoughts on that news from the 11th of January 2019, introduced by Howard Kane. Just approaching 11 minutes past the hour. It's been in the air, uh, if you'll excuse a rather naff pun, for several months, but the future of local airline Flybe seems sounder today. Follows news this morning, the company, which put itself up for sale last October following dire profit warnings, had been bought by a consortium which includes Stobart Air and Virgin Atlantic for £2.2 million. I put it to passenger watchdog Travel Watch's aviation spokesman Terry Lydiard that it was good news for the island. Oh yes, absolutely, both for the company itself and for the Isle of Man. Um, it's just, if only to end the, as you say, months of uncertainty, which has sort of dogged all the operations so far. But um, it certainly provides a, a, lot, a strong background financially, um, plenty of strong management as well to bring in. And uh, I think the encouraging thing from the Isle of Man, of course, is that they're putting particular <clears throat> emphasis on feeding traffic through Manchester to Virgin. Um, and so, of course, we're fairly strongly placed for that. So, yes, good news all around, I think. What about going forward? I know you said before that the business model itself wasn't bad. It was just the difficulties of things like Brexit, fuel costs, the way the operation was going. The actual business itself w- was strong. They've been cutting back a lot. Uh, can you see them sort of now growing on this with this injection of capital? Well, hopefully, because a lot of the uh, measures they've put in place in the last year, um, I, it's too early to actually bear fruit. But there's some found, uh, good foundations down there, and you can see the turnaround coming with the, um, with the financial strength to see it through. And certainly, they've paid very little for the airline itself, but agreed to invest a huge amount of working capital. So um, I'm sure that's going to be fine. That was Terry Lydiard of Travel Watch speaking to Howard Kane in January last year. So, uncertainty around the future of Flybe was by no means new. As we heard, it was hoped that the purchase of the airline by a consortium for £2.2 million would provide security and sustainability. Its new ownership group, which included Virgin Atlantic and the Stobart Group, as well as venture capital firm Cyrus, had put an end to months of speculation over Flybe's future – but we now know that move did not provide the security many thought or hoped it would. Earlier in the programme, we heard Brian Kelly of the online regional travel group discuss the impact of the airline's demise for the island's medical patients. One of Flybe's crucial functions for the island was that it was the contracted provider of patient transfer services, transporting Manx residents to their hospital appointments in the northwest of England, usually for treatment not available on island. Flybe was in a three-year contract to provide that service, a contract which was due for renewal within the next 12 months anyway. More than a month ago, the interim chief executive of the Department of Health and Social Care spoke to a Tinwald committee about that contract coming to a close and said that other options were already being explored at that point. Catherine Magson was appearing before the Social Affairs Policy Review Committee on Monday the 3rd of February 
and was questioned by Julie Edge, MHK. Another one that's island-wide concern, patient transfer. Obviously, around Flybee, there was obvious concerns that have come about. Um, have you got a contingency depending on... You know, you might get notification. You're in contract, I assume, with the provider. So... Yes, so we do. um, That was my first week. So, yes, we do have contingency arrangements in place and options, um, which we work closely with the Department of Infrastructure on. That contract, I believe, is up for renewal at the early part of next year. Um, So as we go through that process, we'll need to look at all all options. But again, we've also got to remember that there's much on-island care as we can deliver and different ways of delivering care. This has all got to be wrapped around the whole transformation agenda uh, and, and options to, to deliver services in a different way. Um, so yes, we will be looking at a number of options as we go through this financial year. So the Department of Health and Social Care had effectively been planning for this eventuality for at least five weeks before Flybee's collapse. Following the announcement on Thursday morning, Tim Glover asked Health Minister David Ashford how confident he was that government would be able to fly patients away to the UK for their appointments using other arrangements. Well, the first thing to say is that we had contingency plans in place. I think we've done an interview very briefly before about the last time when there was issues with Flybe potentially. Uh, what we've been doing is we've been doing it in a managed way. So the first response was for those who were supposed to be travelling today, which unfortunately, because of the short notice, haven't been able to travel. And we'll be looking to get their appointments rescheduled, um, dealing with priority of medical need. Our next phase is looking at those that are due to travel tomorrow and wherever possible, trying to get them to their appointments. Appointments. Then our phase after that is in relation to those who are due to travel next week, where we will be utilising our contingency plans to book people via the Alaman steam packet and doing overnight stays as well for them. And then after that, we'll then start looking in a managed way, depending upon the situation, at the various patient bookings after that. But I think the key thing for me to emphasise is if people are not booked to travel in the next week but are booked further than that, I would urge them not at this point point to be contacting patient transfer or panicking it's going to be done in a managed way and it's important that patient transfer can concentrate on those that have immediate travel needs you mentioned uh, overnight stays and a 50 pound uh, budget if you like that's pretty low for liverpool in the area isn't it well one of the things that the patient transfer office is looking at is uh, mass hotel bookings so that is probably informed part of our contingency plans so patient transfer will be booking um, the hotels for those traveling it, the, what you're referring to with the 50 pound is where we're saying those who wish to book their own travel who say maybe traveling tomorrow if they want to make their own arrangements and obviously we'll look at things on a case-by-case basis how confident are you that you're going to be able to fly people away because we're talking just under 50 percent of flights from the island have just now gone Well, obviously, government is looking at the overall position in relation to this. And I know there's been an awful lot of work going on within the Department of Infrastructure, and that work continues to ongo. From the Department of Health and Social Care's point of view, the important thing is to get patients to their appointments. We do have contingency. There is spare capacity in terms of sea travel that we can utilise. And like I say, with overnight stays, we'll be able to ensure where we can that patients make their appointments as planned. Is there any plan to bring the Mananin into service earlier? Not at this point in time. Um, I think, like I say, the important thing is to ensure that we use what already capacity is available in terms of patients. And we have well-rehearsed contingency plans that we have now put into practice. We'll be doing it in a phased approach. So like I say, the immediate priority was those who were due to travel today. We're now looking at those that are due to travel tomorrow. And then we'll move on to those who are due to travel next week. The situation is fluid and may well have changed by that position. Just finally at a wider level, and I know there's been a Council of Ministers meeting today, how long do we feel we're going to have to wait until we get replacement services? Well, this isn't something new for the Isle of Man. We've been through it before with other various airlines over the years. Um, As I say, there is work going on in DOI and across government in relation to this um, and seeing what we can do about replacement services. It is obviously a high priority to ensure connectivity to the island. From the health and department's point of view, it's about getting patients across to their appointments and back again. So no real time frame? At the moment, um, let's let the DOI undertake the negotiations and I'll get things in place. 
That was Health Minister David Ashford speaking to Tim Glover on Thursday afternoon. We didn't hear from Chief Minister Howard Quayle on Thursday because, perhaps ironically, he was off-island. Tim did manage to catch up with him on Friday morning, though, and put it to him that the news wasn't a huge shock, as it had been coming for some time. It has, and we were here in the same situation a few months ago, and as a result of that situation, whilst I was delighted that Flybe was able to survive and carry on, um, we did start the planning process months ago to ensure that if it happened again, we were as well prepared as possible to to move forward and discuss the routes that um, Flybe served with um, other Um, companies to ensure that as quickly as possible we will be able to announce that um, another operator is stepping in to take up preferably the three key routes. Well let's deal with one of the key routes because it's Liverpool, it's the patient transfer, Mm -hmm. we were told there were contingency plans in. To the outside world that just seems like book it yourself and keep your receipts. No, I think the, the health minister's clearly said that if you um, want to go on the boat, it, it will, hopefully by next week sometime, we will have a another... Obviously the first few days yeah, are the, the first most few difficult, days. But I, I, I respectfully point out, because I, I've been most people have been incredibly realistic of the situation, but you see some of the comments people make, and you, you know, they're, they're pretty dreadful. If they lived in Jersey, Guernsey they'd have to pay, everyone would have to pay their own cost of getting to Southampton where they have the equivalent agreement that we have with the UK in the northwest for for patients. So the Isle of Man government is incredibly, you know, generous to to people travelling to hospitals where we do pay for your um, flight, we we pay for your um, taxi to get you there and back. Um, That doesn't happen in, in, in other islands in, in similar so if we park that one um, yes it's it's happened we our, our team have worked incredibly hard when you think of the hundreds of people that are that, that are ha- having to go off island they're having to re- now rearrange the appointments with the doctor surgeries we're having to get them on the boat sort out their accommodation get people who are already in the united kingdom back onto the island see where there are spare flights with with other carriers and if not get them back on on the boat and and that's a significant number so yes there will be situations where maybe there's you know more people in sharing a taxi than you might expect yes there might be delays but if if you look at the the enormity of the tasks that our patient transfer um officers you know the service they deliver given what's happened i think they've done exceptionally well and i would just ask people to bear with them and if you're not traveling for a couple of weeks then please don't ring because um, we need to focus on the people who are currently needing to go away in the next few days but i would hope that by sometime next week we will have a service to announce a new operator to take to take over the service there are wider implications that we've already heard of we've had a uh, a senior consultant at Nobles who comes over to the island three da- three times a week, or three days a week, I should say, from Birmingham. And he's saying unless there's a service there, he's going to have to hand his notice in. Yeah, and, and I'm sure these are th- things that the, the health service, the Minister Ashford and the, the new chief executive will be taking in their stride. This is the sort of thing that you expect to happen. That there, there are always these sort of events and problems that have to be overcome, and I have every confidence in Minister Ashford and the Chief Executive that they will overcome them. How realistically, in terms of time, are we looking at to to get those services reinstated? Because we are talking about nearly 50% of flights from Ronald's Way. Well, I, funnily enough, came back from Northern Ireland via uh, to Manchester, then Manchester to the Alaman on the evening, that on Flybe on the evening that... Um, this was going down and I know we were already working on it at the at, on, on the way back and I spent the night speaking to officers via email phone calls first thing in the morning we were up with you know carrying on that planning and, and we did have a plan ready to, to move on you know, I always think if you have a plan B you can sleep at night and and we are working with a number of airline carriers who are interested in taking over our slots our three main routes are profitable and that's the key um, 
tick, I suppose, in our favour is that they are profitable and therefore companies will want to bid on them and take them over. And we're just trying to make sure that whoever takes over those slots gives as good a deal as we can possibly get for the people of the Isle of Man. So that's ongoing as we speak. It was it it started the morning the following morning after the announcement at 11 o'clock in the in the evening we were straight away into discussions so um, I can't make any announcements at the moment but I, I um, hope that by um, sometime next week we will have um, a, a name to give the people of the Isle of Man on who will be taking over. Of course we're not far away from Easter which is a peak travel time. <laughs> it isn't it is indeed and, and as I say hopefully um, the the meetings with various operators who are interested in taking over the slots that will be sorted out and they will be ready to go for the Easter period. Are you just finally on this expecting uh, questions and debate to resume about open sky policy? Um, I, I suppose it's inevitable and yes you, you can look at um, the topic again. Flyby have served as well in, in the past, they've offered some really good services. They've offered services to other regional areas where it's not so profitable. And I, at this point in, in time, I would like to put on my record um, a big thank you to the staff of Flyby for the service they've given the people of the Isle of Man. And I wish those who have now lost their jobs all the best in finding um, new jobs and anything that we can do for those that are based on the Isle of Man to um, work through the Department for Enterprise in getting new jobs and who knows the deals that we'll be doing with um, the new provider or providers. Um, I'm sure that the people who work for Flybe, it would be logical that um, they are taken on. Chief Minister Howard Quayle there speaking to Tim Glover on Friday morning. Some members of the public took umbrage with Mr Quayle's comments regarding Flybe, including one disgruntled listener to the Man in Line with Andy Wint on Friday lunchtime. Ian, hello Ian. Hello. I'd just like to uh, make a comment on um, uh, something the Chief Minister just said earlier on in the news today. Yes. Yeah, I just, I'm absolutely flabbergasted at what he's actually said. He speaks of the generosity of uh, the Manx government funding patient transfer. It's, he forgets it's not his money, it's not the government's money, it's our money he's spending. And I, I just, I'm just totally flabbergasted the way it comes across. It, 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 what he forgets is we, we fund all that for our taxes and national insurance. True. I think, uh, well, I don't want to put words in his mouth, I think he was possibly saying, you know, you do get that for free. It, it is included in the in the tax service here, so that you get that for free. If you were in Jersey, you'd be paying a lot more. I don't know. Maybe, I, yes, maybe I I'm apologising on behalf of him. I don't dispute that. It's the way it came across, as though it was, it was coming out of his pocket. I mean, he may be able to afford it. Some people haven't got available disposable cash to go to, um, fund their own transport. OK, all right. Shall we forgive him, Ian? Well, I, I, I personally can't forgive him, though. All right, what's it? Just, I think it was totally wrong the way they, the way it came across. Yeah, well, I think we'll agree to say there's no such thing as government money. It's all public money. Exactly. Thank all you right. very much. All right. That was Ian speaking to Andy Wint on The Man in Line on Friday. Andy also spoke to a caller who, it's safe to say, had a vested interest in Flybe. Let's go to uh, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Um, you were a pilot with Flybe, weren't you? Uh, up until two days ago, yeah. Good grief. Was it that much of a surprise? Um, well, uh, the, there were certainly um, rumblings of something afoot, and obviously uh, everybody is aware of uh, the press reports and uh, news surrounding the vulnerability of the company, so it didn't come as a great surprise, to be honest with you. Um, perfect storm in the end with the coronavirus um, impacting Flybe's bookings and also the bookings of um, the uh, the owners of Connect Airways as well, Virgin Atlantic. So, yeah, wasn't the greatest of times. Hmm. Uh, I just like to uh, um, the, the chap who's just on talking about wet leasing yeah. uh, aircraft to fly over. A wet lease means that you actually use an, uh, another airline's uh, capability to operate a service. So the Isle of Man government, if it was wet leasing, would still be reliant on an airline uh, an airline to provide that service. You need an air operator's certificate to operate commercial services. So if that airline who were providing that service had uh, woes such as Flybe did, then that service would end. 
um, the, the big point I, I would like to make is how can we as residents of the Isle of Man ensure that we have a frequent and reliable service to get us across to the UK and to get us back, you know, to attend important once-in-a-lifetime events like funerals, regular appointments like hospitals, the, the luxuries in life uh, like holidays. How can we ensure that that happens? I, I think we really need to take hold of our own destiny with this. And I know, listening briefly to what was said on the radio yesterday about Irene in, in Guernsey, um, we really should consider taking a serious thought about setting up our own airline. It probably won't be me who'll be working for it, but that will ensure that we, as an island nation, are assured of our links to uh, the neighbouring islands. Now, Arini do lose a lot of money, but that's all down to competition. If Arini were the only airline operating certain routes uh, without competition out of Guernsey, and they weren't in competition with the likes of Flybe at the time, or other airlines operating in out of Guernsey, they wouldn't lose money. So the situation uh, would be open skies would be put to one side. Certain key routes, Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham from the Isle of Man, would be uh, given solely to one operator, the highest bidder or the best bidder or whatever. And we would say, well, this is if, if open skies went, we would say, right, guys, you run this route. You must guarantee to run four flights a day. You must guarantee that the prices will be not above a certain amount. Are you prepared to do that? Yes. Okay, well, off you go. Um, and run it for us. The ideal solution, however, would be that we did that ourselves because even if you offer an airline the guaranteed uh, income um, and uh, opportunity to run a, a route without competition, they still have other things in their business which may bring them down. So we're still vulnerable. To get rid of vulnerability, to take control of the situation, have assurances, having our own Manx airline it's surely got to be the way to go. How practical do you think that is, Steve? Practical, in, well, there are certainly pilots and, uh, who live on the Isle of Man, uh, some of who are redundant, some of whom uh, work for Stobart Air at the moment. Cabin crew, uh, yes, there are redundant cabin crew on the Isle of Man at the moment. There are still some who work for Stobart Air. Uh, there is a, a vast knowledge base of how to run an airline on this island, and it, most of it comes from... Manx Airlines and its successor companies. You know, you, you were speaking to Mr. Lydiard yesterday. If there's anything in aviation that that man doesn't know, it's not worth knowing. We, we, we can do it. It just needs the political will. And it needs the government to grab the problem by the horns and sort it out once and for all. How many destinations do Orini do? Uh, well, they certainly go to uh, Manchester. They go to Gatwick. They go to Southampton. They're the three that I know because when we were flying there, I used to see their airplanes there. Without going on their website, um, I, I wouldn't know their full uh, route structure. I think actually they go into France as well. But I'm, I'm not saying that there were don't, the only airlines operating in and out of the Isle of Man would be the government airline. But the government airline would take the key um, essential routes, your Liverpool for your health service, your Manchester for your leisure destinations, and Birmingham as well. And, you know, who knows, maybe into, into London as well. Somebody else mentioned the problem about getting landing slots into Liverpool. Uh, there's no problem getting landing slots into Liverpool. It's not a busy airport at all. Uh, they would welcome the business. Deals can be struck. Control of the problem can be taken by our own government so that we're not reliant on um, the frailties of companies who come here solely to make a profit. Uh, just run us back to the difference between dry lease and wet lease. And uh, uh, there, there are different. A wet lease is where you uh, get the aircraft. Uh, it's operated completely by another airline, so uh, it, that would include the crew. The crew would be um, employed by the airline. The aircraft would be owned by the airline. The fuel bills would be paid by the airline. The navigation charges would be paid by the airline. They, in turn, would then send an invoice every month or however often to the per person they're providing the service for. A dry lease uh, is slightly different. It involves less. They, they give less and there's more coming from the person who's actually um, requiring the service. I think, and uh, Mr. Lydiard, if he was uh, ever to come on, if you ask him the question, he knows exactly what this is. But I think in a dry lease, you just actually provide the airframe, I think, the, uh, and the crew. Everything else, the fuel, is paid for by the 
person who is uh, requiring the service. Uh, Steve, this is obviously uh, an easy time for you. Um, how are you. What are you going to do for work? Uh, well, I'm towards the end of my career now. I'm 55. My, my next birthday, I always said to myself that I wouldn't necessarily want to carry on past 55. Uh, it may well be that someone has made that decision for me. Um, I'm not saying never. And if opportunities came up on the Isle of Man for me to do the job, which I've enjoyed doing for the last 25 years, I would seriously consider it. But I can't commute on and off the Isle of Man again, as I've done previously with Flybe and with BA Connect when I worked for them, and even with Manx Airlines when I worked for them. I'm getting to the point in my life now where I need to uh, you know, become more of a home bird rather than a, a wandering bird. Um, but for my other colleagues here, uh, the other captains uh, who, one, two, three, five of them, uh, ex-Manx Airlines captains, uh, they, they do need to find... Uh, employment and there is none on the Isle of Man. And just finally uh, how important is it that we maintain an aviation skill base on the island? Um, well I, I, well, if, you, if the island wants to at some point consider establishing its own airline very important um, absolutely critical. Alright Steve all the best, thanks for calling yeah, thanks, us today. Andy. That was Steve Brideson, a former Flybe pilot who called Manx Radio's Man in Line on Friday. The fallout of Flybe's collapse will be felt across the British Isles for some time. I mentioned at the top of the programme that Flybe operated around half of the flights to and from the Isle of Man. In Belfast, the airline ran 80% of the flights there. I'm going to finish with the words of another of the airline's former pilots, Judith Watt from Northern Ireland, who also lost her job after the collapse. Ms Watt, who had worked for the company for 14 years, spent the last nine as an airline captain. Appearing on BBC Radio Ulster's Good Morning Ulster programme, she spoke of her devastation at the news. We obviously knew that there was troubles, but we always had faith and hope that it would all come good in the end. It feels like a death in the family. It just that emptiness that you wake up and go, what am I going to do? There was a moment where we all kind of went, this is it, this is all over for us. Where do I find a new job? Where do I sign on to start with? (laughs) Because obviously the mortgage needs paid, the bills need paid and we're not getting paid this month. So yeah, it's just making sure that I can look after my family and uh, provide for them as I need to, regardless of the fact that I'm not going to get the paycheck that I, I would normally be used to at the end of the month. I'll probably get to anger eventually if I can't find a job in the next couple of weeks. You've been listening to Perspective on Manx Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Take care.